0: To last episode of splintering back a 12 monkeys recap and I say that slowly because maybe I don't want it to end I love this show so much and this episode blood washed away oh my god um, uh, if you haven't lost your shit you I'm sure you're doing it now because we saw some craziness craziness in this episode Who's alive? Who's dead? Cassie and Cole, in 1959!
1: Everybody's dead, Pete! Everybody's dead! Everybody's dead! (laughs) Everybody's
0: dead! Seriously, this is crazy! As you can tell, I'm not handling this very well, so let's just jump into this episode. I'm your host, Pacey Pete, alongside, always, from the Flash Podcast, from the Marvel Report, and from Comic Book Resources, Miss Lauren Galloway. What's up, Lauren?
1: I cannot believe what we just watched. Last week I was all nobody's gonna die. We're not any main characters and then this did a complete one eighty. Oh my god. That was crazy. And like I'm sorry, but that was a weird juxtaposition of Cassie and Cole finally <laughs> hooking up and watching everybody die. That was that was a little weird, I'm not gonna lie.
0: Yeah, that was a really weird way to end the episode and just kinda of how that all ham- that got handled, but but yeah, just everyone died. And it was funny because we were talking about this last week and I remember asking you and we were like, Oh, it might be like a secondary character. Nobody made. Like nobody we really care about is gonna is gonna die. Like it's it, it just it's just not gonna happen and, and not only did we lose secondary characters, we lost main characters. This is just unprecedented for a show like this. Ugh, I, I can't even I can't even Ah, okay, we'll, we'll get into that a bit. Let's jump into 1957, and, you know, last time we left Cole and Cassie, they were on their way to find this final primary, and even though they couldn't locate exactly where they were, they could get an idea of where to find them, so they had to go incognito, they had to go undercover, and pose as people at a job, and, and just pretty much break it down, Try to go through everybody they could that worked at this factory. They had to go through supervisors, through bosses, just anybody just working at a job. They had to go through every single person uh, to try to find the primary. I mean, what did you think of of their plan to do this and, and how frustrating it got because they could not locate this person?
1: Yeah, it was crazy because it took them an entire year to figure out who the primary was, and they, you know, they tried to go down the list of all of their coworkers, their bosses, all the guys, all the ladies, and they couldn't find out who it was. And it was interesting that Cassie put it together, or Cole, that there was day laborers coming in the next day, and that that would kind of explain why they didn't meet the primary before. But like the reveal of the primary was was so difficult because that meant like the messenger had been under Cole's nose the entire time, which just goes to show that the witness knows so much more about what's going on and knows how to like dodge what Cole and Cassie would try to do to like stop a paradox. And which is frustrating because you want Cole and Cassie to have the upper hand on things. You think they would because they have a time machine, but the witness almost has an even bigger upper hand on everything, which it's so frustrating.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's he's always two steps ahead of them. You know, he knows what's going on. We know he's the man who pulls the strings and just making things difficult for them. Now, uh, we're, we're, like I said, we're a we recap show. Uh, spoilers everywhere here. So I'm just going to jump into this right away. Charlie, one of Cole's co-workers, ends up being uh, a messenger. Now, I didn't think there was too much to this guy going on. I did I did question a little bit what was going on with his background just because, you know, there was a scene where Cassie and Cole were just so frustrated. They were just basically fighting with each other, um, arguing about things, and, and, you know, Cole had to get away. He had to go get a drink, which he did, and, you know, he's sitting there having his whiskey sour, and, and Charlie starts talking to him, one of his coworkers, and, and talking about how his wife's, you know, unfortunately she's dying, and, and you know, and, and he starts talking about how, you know, you need to appreciate what time, what you have with somebody now. And I thought it was very interesting. When he's talking about time and he's talking about um, being with the person you love, and, and, and just that whole conversation was making me wonder what this guy's motivation is. Uh, obviously, we found out what it was, he was a messenger. But he wasn't your typical messenger because all the other messengers we've met up to this point have just pretty much had one in which was to kill the primary or even take out Cole or Cassie or even Ramsey at those moments when they ran into them. What did you think of this messenger and how he was completely different than all the ones we met before?
1: Yeah, I mean, it made sense that he was so... um like concerned about the loss of time because his wife has cancer. And so I didn't even think he was a messenger at all. I thought he was just a character who was a reflection point for Cole about choosing Cassie and, you know, potentially choosing to tell her how he feels about her before the end. I had no idea that he was going to turn out to be a messenger. And so, you know, when Cole was going to shoot the day labor and, just the whole like the last few minutes of the episode went down when his wife came in, you know, you could tell she was dealing with chemotherapy because she had her head wrapped and she was carrying the box. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I know it's in. Well, at first I didn't know it was in the box and then I was like, Oh my God, I know it's in the box. It's like the bone. It's she's going to like paradox herself. This is so crazy. I didn't see any of that coming like at all. That was just a total surprise.
0: Yeah, that was crazy, I didn't see that coming either, you know, she walked in with the gun, I mean, first of all, you just see a character walking in with, in, with a gun to the building, and who knows what her plans were at the moment, but like you said, when you saw the box, she kind of started to put two and two together, and, you know, Cassie goes to Interceptor, thinks that everything's all, you know, thinks that, you know, she's on her way to, maybe she's the messenger, and then it's revealed that no, Charlie is the messenger, and the wife is the primary. Um, God, that was just crazy. And then, you know, Cole is after this other day laborer guy who they think is, is the primary, and the messenger tipped him off and said, you know, just make him think that, who, make him believe that you are who, who he thinks you are. You know, just a really smart move by him to get away so he could complete his mission, even though it didn't seem like he wanted to do it. Do you think... That if his wife wasn't dying, do you think he would have went through with killing her?
1: I do not. Nope. I think that when he met her and fell in love with her, he had decided not to paradox her and that they were going to run away and live their lives. And then when they found out that she had cancer, he started to remember that Red Forest propaganda he was raised with. The all living, all dying can coexist together. And he started to think, huh, this is how I can be with her. I can be with her in the red forest because she says that like she says, you know, honey, I'll see you in the red forest. So I don't, if, if she had not gotten cancer there, it wouldn't have happened. I don't think.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. You know, this is like you said, this is a different messenger that we're seeing. This isn't somebody that is just straight doing a mission. Uh, And he even says, you know, to her, he goes, I knew as soon as I saw you, you know, this is just, this was different. And you saw that kind of tenderness between the husband and wife. And it was sad watching him, you know, kill her because you knew he didn't want to. You know, let's, let me put a pause on that discussion. We'll get back to that because, you know, obviously we saw things go down. And let's jump back to 2044. You know, we were talking last week about how this was going to be different because, you know, 2044 Jennifer is now dead. She told Cole to bring back 2016 Jennifer to lead her daughters, <clears throat> to give her a purpose, and now we're seeing that play out. It's not going as as well as they had hoped in the very early goings here. Um, you know, we start off with a battle that they're having with uh, the Scabs. You know, there there uh, is a huge gunfight. There's daughters dying, uh, others dying. You know, we see a, a really sad moment with Jennifer and one of the daughters, and, you know, and she... It's it's starting to hit her what's going on and, and just the gravity of the situation and how she is in charge of these women they're doing they're dying for her because of what she is telling them or because of what Jennifer's telling them because how she's leading them what did you think of that moment that Jennifer shared with that daughter and she was just really broken up about it and 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 just kind of slowly doing her best to try to talk to her as she passed away um I don't know that
1: like the whole scene was so I don't know it was like super crazy like what do you think about it
0: did you expect Jennifer to be broken up like that
1: no I didn't no thought
0: maybe she might be a little bit more stronger do you, do you think it was almost similar to the situation when the hyenas were dying yeah or... I think yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was just like, it was crazy. And then following that, you know, we have uh, Hannah come back. You know, she went to go look for Titan and nothing came up. There was no Titan anywhere. And she's trying to tell Ramsey this. Ramsey's like, I don't believe you. There's a Titan out there. You must have missed it somehow. And so while this is going on, like, while he and Whitney and Deacon are trying to come up with some, you know, way to get there, you know, one of the daughters... Uh, is pretty much starting to turn on Ramsey and, and and turn on the other group and saying you know this you know we we shouldn't be doing this. Jennifer's trying to calm them down. The daughter, the, the same woman is saying you know, no, you're not, you aren't our mother. Our mother died, and I don't you know they they were not ready to follow Jennifer. And we talked a lot about this, we're, and I'm wondering how is this going to go down? How are these relationships going to play out? Because even though they were following Jennifer their whole lives, this is a completely different Jennifer. And it's interesting to watch because it's almost like they want to almost leave themselves to a point now. They, they have nothing else to follow. No one else to follow. And then following that, we have, you know, her and, and the wind that's defying everyone. And, and her and Ramsey kind of have a little, you know, uh, fight. What did you think about how these relationships were playing out and how it led to Ramsey fighting one of the daughters.
1: I think it makes total sense because in the hyenas episode, the women didn't understand why Cole was getting such preferential treatment and why they were going on Cole's mission. And the same thing is happening again they don't understand why they're going on Ramsey's mission. I mean, it goes against everything they believe in, you know, they believe in women empowerment and you know, they believe in independence and yet here they are like their leader is following these men into their battles. So I think it makes sense that they would call Jennifer out and not really understand. I mean, it's kind of too late at this point, if it's taken them that long to get to Titan, that they would just now be kind of arguing about this, but you know, you know how road trips get by the end of it, people are tired of, being together.
0: <laughs> that's a good point. That's that's true. I mean, they, they are they are done. You know, I mean, they they're just like, is the mission over yet? Are we are we there yet? Type of thing. Um, so you know, they they finally everyone kind of calms down. Uh, they they know where they need to go. Ramsey is gonna go no matter what. You know, but he tells them also like, you can do whatever you want, but the fact of the matter is, if we don't get to the witness. If we don't find Titan, you guys are all going to die. So you're better off coming with us to try to stop the witness and and whoever's with him than just sitting here and doing nothing. And it makes sense. I mean, as hard-headed as Ramsey is about his mission, he makes a lot of sense. You know, everyone is going to die if nothing is done. Because they can't rely on Cole and Cassie. They have to do their own thing. Just like Cole and Cassie have to do their own thing. And just hope that Ramsey and crew uh, take down the witness. Now, let's jump back to Cole and and, uh, and Cassie. And, you know, following the whole uh, events of, of the paradox happening, you know, uh, Cassie gets knocked out. You know, they take her to the hospital. Cole gets hurt, too. But Cassie gets knocked out for six months. And, you know, when she's, when she's, uh, when she's out... Cole does come to her side and basically says, I'm, I'm going to leave, you know, I don't, you need to live your life, you need to go on, he just wants, he's pushing her away, he loves her very much, but he's pushing her away, and this is his way of of, of loving her, because he doesn't know what else to do, they don't know what's going on in 2044, they don't know if Ramsey and everyone's found the witness and killed him, they can only do what they, What they're given in 1950, at this point, 1950, uh, 1958. So what did you think of Cole's decision to leave Cassie and pretty much embark on their own lives?
1: Uh, That was difficult because you think that he would have stayed with her and that they would have tried to live a life together, which I know that's that's kind of how it ends up at the end. But my initial thought was, why would he just leave her there? And I like the fact that she went into medicine. I like the fact that she, you know, was going back to what she loved. And it's kind of like that Legends of Tomorrow episode. I don't know if any of our listeners also watched that show about when Ray and Kendra got stuck in the 50s Mm. and how they had to get jobs. And I think he was a professor and they had to kind of start a life that way. Mm -hmm. I was wondering... I was wondering how long Cassie was going to be in that timeline. Like, cause we know she's supposed to die in 2018, but it seemed like she could have been stuck in that timeline for a long time.
0: Yeah. And, and we knew that, you know, with her eventually finding Cole, that she wasn't going to be the type of person that was just going to sit back, you know, get adjusted to this new lifestyle and just let life take her wherever it was going to take her. She was going to go, She was going to be proactive. She was going to go after Cole and find out where he was and and try to get some answers from him. And she does. She does. She eventually finds him because she finds a name that he used a few episodes ago. He used the name Morris Morrison. So she finds where he lives now, and she drives up, and the house is exactly the same house that she sees in her Red Forest visions the same one that Olivia has shown her. Um, there are so many things playing out here. You know, Cole's sawing uh, some wood, you know, just kind of doing his thing, cuts his finger, and then we get the close-up of the blood falling on the grass. And, you know, and then they do, like, a nice little uh, a shot of, of the red forest, you know, um, going back and forth, and, and showing, you know, how these things are all connected. Cassie's starting to kind of put all this together, uh, Laura, what did you think of, of the revelation that this house is the same house as the one in Her Visions?
1: That was crazy. Like, the, the last ten minutes of this episode, like, was mind-blowing revelation after mind-blowing revelation. Because the house is the house from Her Vision. And Cole lives there. And then he cuts his finger and you're walking through Red Forest. It's just after it rains, the blood begin, you know, the blood has just been washed away. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, how does Olivia know about this memory of Cassie's? Because that means at some point in Cassie's future, she's going to recount this day to someone. I saw coal, there was blood on the grass, it was raining. And somehow Olivia is going to find that out and know how to like, I mean, I know they use the phrase a memory of tomorrow, like, like hypnotize her into her own future memory. Like, it's so, so crazy. Like Travis (laughs) and Terry, the guys who write for the show, I just keep thinking, like, how the heck do you come up with this stuff? Because it's so outlandish and so crazy. And yet it makes sense. Like, it's hard to keep. something that out there grounded in reality and so I'm like wait a minute like my I felt like my life started to slow down in this moment (laughs) it's like how is this possible (laughs) (laughs) it's very very interesting twist that I did not see coming
0: yeah it it really added on to the show just making it even crazier than we normally think it is because you know Cassie's putting all these pieces together and it's like how how does Olivia know? Like you said, how does she know about this? You know, is this, is this like teasing something we're going to see between Cassie and, and Olivia later on? Is it through somebody else? I mean, this is just, it, it's crazy. And then, you know, while this is happening, you have Cassie and, and Cole just arguing amongst themselves about, you know, why, Ca- why Cole left Cassie. Why did you push me away? And, and, you know, she says you're scared. She tells Cole we're the one that's scared. She says you left because you love me, and <clears throat> I think that's what she said. I oh god, I hope I'm not messing that up. Um, but it, it it comes out that if fi- you know, Cassie finally says you love me, and and Cole says, oh man, this is gonna bother me now because it's really freaking good dialogue between Cassie and Cole. But oh, I guess I'm gonna have to paraphrase this because I honestly don't have this in front of me. But they say something just in just. You know, you, you love me so much, Cassie, Cole tells Cassie, you love me so much that you pushed me away, and now you have nothing to come back to. You know, and in and, and, and that moment, you know, I, I didn't know what was going to happen because it, it set up for so many ways. It set up for them to share a kiss. It, it, you know, she could have walked out. You know, anything could have happened. But she leans forward and kisses him, and we finally see them kiss. We finally see something that a lot of us have been waiting for for a while now. Uh, Because we shoot them so much we love Cassie and Cole, but it just all came together and of course it comes together in the house So it really makes you wonder how this all plays a part moving forward and how much Because it has such a huge influence in her visions and how would Olivia how Olivia is bringing this back to her so As we started talking about in the beginning of the podcast this is where everything starts to get extremely crazy because then we go back to 2044 and we see that Ramsey and, uh, and and Whitley, Deacon, the daughters, Jennifer, everyone has finally made it to Titan. We're finally there. And we see the witness. He's right there. He's right in front of Ramsey. Tells him to turn around. And, of course, right when he does that, you hear a knife pulled out. Ramsey turns around. And Deacon, Whitley, Hannah, and Jennifer all have knives at their throats. I mean, it's just, it's, it's one of those crazy predicaments that you see in a show and you're like, oh, this is, well, th- you're like, this is, this is, this looks bad and it might end bad, but usually it doesn't. Unless you're Game of Thrones, it usually ends in kind of a, like somebody saves the day type of moment. But no, just as it seems like everything's going to be okay, Ramsey gets stabbed, Whitley gets stabbed, they they slice Deacon's throat, they start they stab Jennifer, they stab Hannah, everyone. Everyone dies, like we said in the very beginning of this episode. Just craziness. And then like Lauren said, it's just supposed to be with with Cassie and Cole embracing each other, and it's just it's it's just crazy, just a whole other level that they took it to in this episode. And I remember not that long ago, like Termatilis tweeted out The last few episodes would all stand alone as season finales. And that's so true. Could you guys imagine this episode as the season finale of season two? What what do you think of that?
1: This is me shaking my head right now. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. This episode was so crazy. Like, the fact that they didn't stop the paradox was crazy enough. Like, that was already crazy. Then the fact that Ramsay and, and and company daughters made it to Titan, like, that could have been its own episode. It could have been a whole bottle episode of just Ramsay and the daughters trying to get into Titan. Like, that would have been crazy. And the fact that they found the circle and they found the guys with the masks and, like, the Hebrew symbols on the ground, it was, like, very cult very 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 cult like and then to like not even really know what Titan was like I know that we were talking about like what is Titan is it a city I think I said something like it was a Faraday cage like something protected from the storms but like we didn't really get to see too much of what it was in this episode I just kept thinking like like what is going on here and obviously the monkeys were ready for them because they had the knives out and then just to watch them to, like be so brutally killed like Game of Thrones style I was like closing my eyes on that part but like trying to open my eyes to watch Cassie and Cole finally like get together because that was such a like two season payoff I was like oh that's nice oh I don't want to see that oh that's nice oh I don't want <laughs> to it was just so 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 crazy and yeah the fact that like Cassie and Cole finally go for it in the weird witness house. Like it just shows you how many layers layers there are in this show. And the fact that like, no matter how much we think we know as viewers of like, Oh, we're intelligent science fiction watchers. We know where they're going. <laughs> I just, I just, just not true. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what the house means right now. Like, I don't know what it means for all of these people that are now dead. And yeah, if this had been the finale, I would have hurled my TV across the <laughs> room. Like, You're going to make us wait for a renewal announcement on the back of everybody's dead. So like all I kept thinking was, and I know that we'll find this out, you know, in the finale was, Oh my God, Cole has to find out that something went wrong in the future. They need a reset day. Like (laughs) they need a way to go back and save Jones and stop that paradox and stop everybody from getting detained, which we know, because it's a time travel show, that that can happen. So I'm hoping next week, <laughs> James gets some sort of message in a time bottle to fix everything, because, yeah, it's great that Cole and Cassie are going to settle down and get married and have a life together, but at the cost of the whole world, it's just that the cost is too high.
0: Yeah, and also, like, you know, we, you know you're talking about how You know, Cole needs—he needs a second chance. He needs uh, another shot at this to try and make everything right, to save Katarina, to make sure everyone doesn't die at Titan, to make sure the paradox doesn't happen. But how is he going to do it? That's going to be the very big question going into the season finale: is how is this going to happen? I mean, because they don't have a splinter machine in 1959. You know, it's—it's going to open up another way of time travel that. Who knows? Who knows what it's going to be? I mean, it's it's mind-boggling just kind of thinking about where they can take this. I mean, do you have any thoughts as to how this could even happen?
1: No. All I know is that somehow Cole needs to relive that moment in 57 with the other primary. Like, somehow he has to prevent that moment from happening. But there's no time machine in 1959 like there's no way for him to travel back unless unless another But see the time machine was destroyed like with jones so Mm -hmm. at this point i have no idea how it's gonna work out but i i have faith that it will
0: (laughs) yeah it's um oh my god just the way the episode started and how it seemed like you know it was a very frustrating thing watching cassie and cole struggle to find the find the primary and then watch the primary diet they have in the messenger, and then you have an equal amount of frustration when you watch all the monkeys uh, kill the followers of the witness kill Ramsey and everybody. I mean it was just it was just so crazy and something you really don't see in a lot of TV shows. Like I said, in a lot of T V shows, and a lot of T V shows, unless you're Game of Thrones, Something happens to to have to allow things to make to to get better There's a happy ending in them and this isn't the case and even the way it ended, there was no tease There was nothing that said that something or somebody is gonna fix all this. It just ended on Ramsey's face just dead and I just I don't know what else to say and how else to put it, but it was just insane um Oh my gosh oh lord I can't even like I I can't even get any more thoughts out because I'm trying to I'm still trying to process what I saw it was just it was just nuts
1: yeah the whole thing was super crazy and it was such a good episode to air right before the finale because the stakes couldn't be higher Jones is dead Hannah's dead Adler and Ramsey and Jennifer and everybody else at Titan is dead, and Cole and Cassie are just kind of oblivious to everything that's going on. So something has something has to happen.
0: Do you, you know, seeing as we've seen almost pretty much everybody die, um, do you have any finale predictions or hopes or? anything that would lead you to believe that season two could somewhat end on something of a positive note?
1: Um, maybe, I mean, the season one finale set up some intense dynamics with Ramsey and Cole being reunited and Cole thinking he was the witness. And then, you know, shooting Cassie and, and sending her to the future. Like they' there was some strings that were tied up and some drama that, you know, that was going on in that finale, but I would say on the whole, it ended pretty well. And I think I was really excited when Cassie splintered to the future because that meant that Cassie would be able to time travel in season two. So I don't know if we'll necessarily get a happy ending in this finale, (laughs) but I think like whatever the final moments are, will tell us where season three is going to go. Which could be really cool, or it could be really scary.
0: Yeah, uh, you know we still have season two open because of the results of season one. So, like you said, there could be some happy, there could be something of a happy ending in some aspects of the, of this episode coming up. But for the most part, it could end on a dark note, paving the way for a different season. I mean, it's just it's crazy when you think about it because. I mean, there's not too many ways they can go with the characters and, and, and the show just because of what we just witnessed, what we just saw. Um, let's put a little hypothetical here. Um, let's say that somehow Cole is able to right these wrongs. Do you see a lot of these same deaths happening again? Do you think if this... If this Goes down where Cole's able to save everybody, that uh, everyone lives.
1: No, I think we're going to lose somebody. I mean, somebody's going to have to pay the piper in the finale. Would
0: you? Would you get? So okay, so so I'm I'm probably I'm I'm probably sounding like a broken record because I asked you this this last week um, about character deaths and, and who you could see dying. Because last time I asked you, you know, you said, Oh, probably a secondary character will lose, but we lost anyone here. So again, plain hypothetical, if someone were to if we were to lose somebody, do you think it would be a second secondary character, or could you see a main character being lost?
1: I don't think we'll lose a main character. At this point, I don't think we can lose Cassie, Cole, Ramsey, Jones, or Jennifer. They are our five core people like if we lost any one of those characters it would be really hard to like it would be really hard to support the show like I watch it for Jones I watch it for Cole and Cassie and Jennifer so yeah
0: what if we lost Hannah
1: I I don't think we could lose Hannah either I think it would have been a waste to bring her back only to kill her I think that would be weak storytelling and I don't think the show knows how to do that
0: no, no, they they don't. I'm just I'm trying to play devil's advocate here because you know I mean you know who knows what's going to happen this la- last episode. Um, you know it, it, we could lose Deacon, we could lose Adler, we could lose you know more daughters, we could lose you know other people that are part of the uh, the crew that came with that came with Ramsey and Whitley. We could lose Whitley.
1: I think um, we'll lose either Whitney, um Adler or Deacon not that I would like to lose any of those characters because I think the actors are all fantastic but I think in terms of storytelling I don't really think there's anywhere else for them to go
0: well not just that too but I think that they well here's the thing is I think that when they do come on screen their characters while may not, they may not seem to have a lot to do going forward um I feel like when they're, when they're on screen, they have a pretty good presence, and it's enough so that it helps carry whatever story they're a part of at that time. Um, and so that's why I would hope we don't lose anybody because uh, you know we need more of you know Adler helping Katerina. Um, who knows what Whitley's uh, an agenda is? Does he even have an agenda? And um, and I hate to lose Deacon because it's Deacon. So, um, but, you know, it's just, it's, it's going to be nuts. Um, I, I, I can't say enough about this episode. Like Terry said, uh, this could have been a, a, standalone, or a, a standalone season finale episode. This could have been just the way it ended. I'm glad it's not the way it ended. Because like you said, Lauren, it would have been all kinds of, um, I'm sure the internet would have went ablaze with angry fans and wondering why why it's ending this way. It would not be the first time the show did that, but it it would be, it would be upsetting for sure. Did you want to add anything else on to this, uh, this past week's episode?
1: No, just in that out of all of the bad shit, crazy things that we have seen done Mm -hmm. on this show. Tonight's episode was by far the craziest. I mean, I think the reset episode where they rescued Hannah was like a a sweeping kind of emotional revelation but this like to see everybody die and to have no jones and no time machine and to have cassie and cole stuck in the past like that is probably craziest thing i've ever seen on a show next to lost yeah. Like that is lost status. That is Jack <laughs> and Kate and Sawyer carried off at the end of like season two, and Walt and his databo and like uh, yep. like taken by the others and like yes. the season ending like that to me that's what this episode was like total like lost level shock.
0: Yeah i I completely agree. I think that's the best way to put it. Because I mean, you just kind of sit back and you're like, how, how are, are are Cassie and Cole gonna just like like you said, are they gonna just like get married and just set up shop in 1959, in that weird witness house? Are they going to you know, is, are they just set there? Is is somebody gonna hit the reset button and like Cole do this all over again? Are we gonna see Katarina again and, at some point? You know, we know it's her. Is everyone gonna a Titan? It's just. Oh, my God. I I, I think we're all going to be going crazy getting ready for this, this last episode uh, of Season 2. And it's just... It's going to be nuts. That's all I'm going to say. It's it's going to be nuts. It's going to be everything that this Season 2 has built up. And I'm sure it's going to be a good setup for Season 3 because Season 1 did a nice job of, doing, of setting up Season 2. So... Oh, I'm just going to try and calm down because... It was just, uh I don't think I can say it enough, It was nuts. It was bananas. This episode was straight bananas. So, woo! All right. So, <clears throat> before I I continue to repeat myself, how about we just close up shop and just kind of you know relax and 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 take it one day at a time as we prepare for this season finale. Season finale, season two. It's it's. Oh, it's going to be bonkers. I'm sure it's going to be bonkers. It's going to be nuts. All right, Lauren, why don't you let everyone know where they can find you at?
1: You guys can find me on Twitter, at Lauren Galloway. You can also find me contributing to comicbookresources.com. And again, for any of you 12 Monkey Sci-Fi fans who will be heading to San Diego Comic-Con, please come say hello. Shoot me a tweet that you'll be there. I will be covering Comic-Con as press this year, but I will definitely be around. I would love to say hello.
0: And you can find me at Pacing Pete on Twitter. You can find our show at Scene and Nerd on Twitter. You can follow the uh and Nerd uh, podcast on iTunes. You will get the show every week there. You can go to the GWW or our podcast, find all our past past episodes of 12 Monkeys. They will be there if you wanna, hey, re really listen. you wanna do some more digging as to what the witness plans is, how this season is gonna end, it'll be all there for you. So like I said, take it one day at a time. We've got one more episode to go. It's going to come. It's going to go. We can only wait and see what the finished product is. Just have your notes handy so you can take notes and, and try to keep up with what's going on because that might be the best way to tackle this show. All right, so that is going to do it. We have one more episode to go. We will see you next week. Until next time, have a good evening.